0: He said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on He was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, what an amazing account of words that you left with your disciples, with us, your church, with us, your children. And now, Lord, will you, by that Holy Spirit that you promised, will you impress those words into our hearts? Will you apply them to us? Will you teach us? Will you move us? We ask for this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. When we talk about a, a view of the kingdom and the advancement of the kingdom, there are at least two kinds of views that, that we can take. There is what I would call a, a small view of the kingdom and a large view of the kingdom. And that's the case for all of us as, as followers of Christ. It is the case for us as a church. And it's the case for me as a pastor. What will it be? And what are those, those two views? And of course, there's everything in between as well. But I'll, I'll give you mostly the extreme. A small view of the kingdom would be making decisions in what we do by what will benefit us as a church, or you personally, or me as the pastor of a church. In other words, what matters to my, to our personal kingdom It's things like saying these are our resources. We need to be focusing on our people and that only. These are my people. Or if you have children, these are my children. This is My area of ministry, our area, we have it covered. We don't need other churches around here in our area. We can even uh, have a small view when it comes to use of our building. This is our building. We paid for it. We don't need to be letting community people in. What matters is our church's success and our church's growth. That's all that matters. And a small view of the kingdom, we would only engage in things where we as a church would benefit. And on a personal level, where I as a pastor would get some praise. And when things go well, if you have a small view of the kingdom, the church gets praise. Let me contrast that with a large view of the kingdom. And I want to preface that by saying we at St. Andrew's have said we want a large view of the kingdom. A large view of the kingdom says what matters is what God wants because He is the King and therefore it's His kingdom, it's not ours or mine. Large view of the kingdom says my personal kingdom doesn't matter. These are God's resources, these are God's people. Even my children are actually God's children. They belong to Him. This is God's area. There's room for lots more workers, lots more faithful churches that are preaching the Word of God. We've got lots of room around here because there are great needs. to advance His kingdom, a large view of the kingdom. says, we will do many things and we will be engaged in ministry and give resources in ways that will not personally benefit us. We may never see actual benefit from ministries that we are involved in. In other words... It's an unselfish view. What matters is the advancement of his agenda, of his kingdom, and when it isn't advanced, God will be praised and he will receive the glory. That's a larger view of the kingdom. and that's what we at St. Andrew's have chosen. Now, it's not always easy. In fact, often it's not. And yet, that's who we have said we desire, by His grace, to be as a church. Now, today, I want to talk about that big view. And specifically in terms of global missions. Because it, it probably, it may be the best illustration of what a big view of the kingdom is. Now, I want to I be quick to say this. I do believe God blesses a mission-minded church. A church-planting-minded church. I believe God blesses but that mustn't be our motivation. And whether or not we see tangible blessing when we are involved in global missions, and when I say global missions, I'm talking about across the street, across the country, and across the world. Whether or not we ever see tangible blessing, it is what He has called us to do. So let's talk for a moment about our our vision for global missions. I read to you from Acts 1.8, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and we must never forget that if there's going to be anything that is ever going to take place to advance his kingdom, if it is going to be legitimate, it will only be by the the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way anything lasting will ever happen. But then he gives kind of a location for them. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that's where we got across the street, across the country, and across the world. We think those things that, uh, that he said describe those locations now, as a church, we have a document, and if you're here for any length of time, you will uh, hear me mention Vision 2017. And it was uh, we refer to it. It's not just one of those documents that's on the shelf. We make decisions according to uh, to that vision statement. And uh, in fact, later this year, because we're in in 2017. Later this year, uh, I will be unveiling uh, Vision 2022. I really want to do Vision 2020 because that sounds cool, but that's, (laughs) that's only three years from now, so we decided to, you know buck the tide and uh, go with vision 2022 and i'm gonna that will be before our next ministry year in in august we'll be talking about that and and that vision statement will uh, include much if not most of what vision 2017 includes but there will be uh, new areas and new things that we are focusing on that god has led us to say now for the next five years these are these are uh, additional things that uh, we believe God is, is calling us to. But I want to read to you from Vision 2017 uh, what we say about missions. We see helping people to know Jesus Christ as including global missions. Through our denomination, the PCA, and other biblical avenues, we educate about the world, encourage the support of missions and missionaries, and actually participate in missions at home and throughout the world. We desire to be a supporting and, that's a capital, A-N-D, sending church in order to work towards our purpose to help people know Jesus Christ. While missions are global, we will have focus areas where we will go deeper, more frequently, and support more Thoroughly. Now, ten years ago, in my first week here at St. Andrews, uh, I got a call from uh, a couple of uh, men that were on the missions committee at the time. We now call it our missions team. And uh, they said uh, they'd like to take me out to lunch. And I said, okay. And we went out to lunch. And they shared concerns that interest and support of world missions had waned at St. Andrews. Now, it wasn't gone, but it didn't seem to be going the right direction. And there was concern there, and... Probably rightfully so. One of the things that we decided to do was to develop focus areas. The idea was, rather than continue to spread out through the whole world, which we, we knew we couldn't cover the whole world, and even though there are wonderful and valid ministries throughout the world, I get requests several times a week sometimes from... People go into various fields, and virtually every one of them represent a a godly uh, person or family that is going to a valid ministry. And so the fact that we have chosen focus areas doesn't invalidate any of that. It was more a matter of us saying, let's focus on these areas that God leads us to, where we have natural relationships, where God has for some reason led us to these various countries. And and let's try to get to know those areas. Let's, Let's go to them and go back to them and build relationships with people in those areas so they know us and we know them. And so... We have sought to do that. Those four areas, uh, focus areas that, that we have uh, developed are England, Haiti, Ukraine, and Bulgaria. Why in the world those countries? Well, you're going to have to ask God the answer on that one. But he had given us either a passion for or relationships already in those areas, and it seemed logical. And the 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 more we focus on those areas, the more logical it seemed. And and uh, our mission chairman Jeff Warren this morning shared how, from Ukraine. You know, it's it's not just us praying for them, but but they affirmed to us we are praying for you. See, that's a true partnership. It's not us coming and trying to be some kind of a savior and then moving on to some other area and, you know, there are many ways to do missions, but God has led us toward this. And since that time, we have sent members to all these areas. We have developed partnerships. We have developed more than just partnerships. We've developed friendships with people in those parts of the world. And we've seen our interest in and our support for global missions to be revived and to continually grow. Again, during Sunday school uh, today, Jeff shared that uh, at this point, right at 20% of all monies we give goes to those outside of our church. I'd like that to be bigger. But we've come a long ways, and God has continued to grow, grow our larger view of the kingdom. All of that, in all of that, God gets the glory. So what does our focus on missions look like? Well, we have some trips, and these this year aren't to our focus areas. But these also are areas where we have uh, built relationships. We're sending teams to Spain, another area we, we support, to New York City, to Nicaragua. It also means supporting missionaries in our focus areas, but also in Spain, in Germany, in Taiwan, in Greece, on university campuses in Columbia, Charleston, Clemson, Penn State. A larger view of the kingdom includes disaster relief even in the name of Christ through our denomination. We were on the ground floor of of helping that ministry and we have been with it from the beginning and, and we have seen how when something big happens they not only are there Quickly, when everybody else rushes there, but they stay long afterwards to show the care and the love of Christ. This larger view of the kingdom also focuses locally, here in our, our community. School time Bible that we enjoy every fall. Pray because. Uh, uh, this Tuesday, I believe, is the orientation, and one of the keys with the school time Bible is that that uh, and and that's where we go across the street and the students over there. It's during the school day, unbelievable, during the school day, and we uh, bring those that have signed up as an elective. We bring them over to our building, and we can teach them the Word of God and teach them uh, and and present the gospel to them. And every year. We have professions of faith, and we have those recommitting their life to Christ. And we have students in there that never go to church and would never have heard any of that if it wasn't for the school time Bible. It's it's an amazing opportunity, and we've been able to partner with this across the street, literally, with Crossroads uh, in other ways. We also have down the street at Irmo Elementary, and this is a new ministry. You might not have even heard we, uh, a good news club at Irmo. We've got 11 volunteers from St. Andrews. The first week, there were 40 kids there. The next week, there were 51. And we are praying that God will touch lives that there will be those that profess their faith in Christ and that they live the rest of their lives for Jesus Christ. What an opportunity. Our church has been generous with snack packs for those that are hungry in our area, with sharing God's love with Operation Christmas Child, Grief Recovery, Daybreak Pregnancy Center, with Tim Hanley's ministry, Seeking Revival in the Midlands. That's a larger view of the kingdom because let's face it, we may never see any members from any of these. If we do, praise God, thank you, Lord, but we may not. But that's okay if we have a larger view of the kingdom and what God wants us to do. It's keeping those be before you. It's keeping our, our missionaries before you, like Robin, when they, when they come to town. It's in our worship guide every single week. Requests, personal requests from missionaries that are, you can pray for and our community groups pray for. It's our mission wall in the Great Hall Lobby it is uh, our mission moments in our worship. It is community groups and other groups. Uh, we have a women's group uh, that, that meets every month and, and goes to the throne of grace for our missionaries with personal requests. Some of those requests, too personal for them to put out just in general, but they will share with those ladies. It's the beacon that you will receive and as Mark said, I hope you will look through this. There's some, some 40 requests in there, I've been told. I didn't count them up. Someone else did. You could pray for those throughout the year, and this is worth keeping where you, where you pray. It's those opportunities. It, it is our prayer mobilization team leading a tour of prayer for our international partners next Saturday at nine in the morning. It is our focus across the street, across the country, and across the world. Now here's the thing. Those are we are going to keep doing those. But we also have a new opportunity. And that opportunity is across the dam. That's not going to become part of our motto, (laughs) but that's one way to put it. Once again, let me uh, read to you from Vision 2017, and this is in terms of church planting. St. Andrews sees involvement in planting churches as a biblical and effective strategy to to see conversions and advance the kingdom of, God, of Christ. The reason we say that for conversions, we're not saying that, that nobody's converted in established churches, but in our circles and those that study these kinds of things, virtually uh, every denomination that is faithful to the Word of God sees more conversions in new church plants and, and more growth in the first few years of a church plant than any other time. So that's one reason why we think church planting is important for us to be involved in and and to support. Therefore, this is from Vision 2017, we will always be involved with one or more church planting efforts through uh, financial support and direct involvement as local opportunities arise. And then earlier in the statement... Uh, vision 2017 remember we said we desire to be a supporting and sending church in order to work towards our purpose to help people know jesus christ in my view being involved in a church plant uh, nearby in this case east lexington gives us the opportunity to show a large view of the kingdom and not a small one. Now let me give you a little background about uh, this future East Lexington church plant. Columbia Presbyterian Church, which is a church that we helped plant because we supported it. It was one of the churches that, uh, uh, one of the church plants that we uh, wanted to commit to, and ever since they were planted, they had a vision to be a church planting church. And so... They uh, have targeted the East Lexington area. They have a few people over there, but uh, it's um, um, an area that they had desired to plant a church. In 2015, our church, St. Andrews, began supporting a young man that was going to go there and be their church planter. We were supporting him financially through our faith mission giving. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be ordained in our denomination, so plans for the East Lexington Church uh, got put on hold. And so over a period of time, the Columbia Presbyterian Church and our presbytery uh, continued to look for uh, the right person to be the church planter for East Lexington. And they found the one, and we agree, they, uh, the right one, to be the planter for East Lexington. It's our assistant to the pastor, Adam Williams. Okay, everybody take a breath. <laughs> They've asked Adam if he will be the church planter for the East Lexington Church. Now, you may ask, why another PCA church plant. The area of Lexington being targeted, and uh, you'll see a map in, in the beacon. Uh, the area being targeted, if you think the new high school, River Bluff High School, that area and and so on, uh, that general area that we don't have a location exactly yet. We're talking about a, a target area. Uh, That area needs Bible-believing, reformed churches. It is a fast-growing area, much like this area was when this church was planted originally, right on the cutting edge in a great place. And that makes that area a a prime area to plant a new church. Now, let me share some things uh, with you about this that uh, you'll be able to read in the beacon and uh, you'll receive it following the service. I thought I'd say the same things here as is in the beacon so you know if you were in shock and say wait what what just happened in there you know you'd be able to go back and read it or if, if somebody's not here they'll get the same information. And the other reason is that uh, some of you, unfortunately, are going to wonder. Okay, what's the real story? <laughs> Is Adam in trouble? <laughs> you're going to make—he's in trouble. You're going to make him go plant a church, huh? <laughs> I hope you know, after me being here ten years, that I will only and always give you the real story. Always. So let me explain a little bit more. When we hired Adam in 2012, uh, this was not my plan. By the way, let me go back further than 2012. Since we're in the, our mission conference, we had somebody from Ukraine. Uh, the first time I got to know Adam was about a year after I came here and... It was the first time I went to Ukraine, his time for going to Ukraine. Uh, he was a full time electrician, took vacation in order to go over there and help them with their building and to do some youth work. And uh, we actually sat next to each other on the plane. And in the middle of the night, I've told you, I can't sleep on planes, and so. I'm the one that's there with my light on, looking around at everybody, and uh, Adam was sleeping like a baby, and <laughs> have to admit I kind of resented him for that, but, uh, <laughs> but on that trip already I saw uh, not only a heart for the Lord, but for ministry. And, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, just one more experience that for him, was moving him in the direction toward ministry. So let's go back to 2012. As I said, uh, this wasn't my plan for us to get him ready to go plant a church. It wasn't the Sessions' plan, and it wasn't Adam and Lori's plan at that point. Uh, Our plan was this, to help Adam get his Masters of Divinity, which is required in our denomination to get ordained, to help him with that schooling, which we have done, to uh, get him his credentials in our denomination so that he would be ordained. You see, our goal was to have another ordained assistant pastor on the staff. And you know what? We're almost there. (laughs) But we are also convinced of this, that that might not have been our plan, it wasn't our plan, but we believe it was God's plan all along. I wouldn't have had the vision to raise him up to plant a church over there. We weren't even talking about a church over there at that point. And yet God, in his uh, always better planning mode than ours, he had that in mind. We are convinced. Uh, And all um, the things that he has done here, we believe have helped prepare him for this next step now for Adam to plant the church he does need to first get ordained he's completing his exams for ordination he'll be examined at the presbytery on May the 11th and after that uh, we'll have a service here at St. Andrew's where the presbytery will ordain him to the gospel ministry um I don't mean to be presumptuous, but uh, uh, he will get ordained. Uh, th- there, there will be no issues with, with his ordination. He is very prepared for that. Beginning in June of this year, Adam and Lori will begin attending Columbia Presbyterian Church downtown, which will be the, the mother church, uh, in order to further his knowledge of church planting It'll give him time uh, to uh, not only further that knowledge, be mentored in terms of church planting, it'll give him time to raise support, do evangelism, do demographic studies over in the area that's being targeted, and begin to gather people who'll be interested in helping plant the church. Now, some of you may be thinking, let me go ahead and answer this. Well, I thought he was going to lead a Team to New York in July of in in this summer. And uh, even though he won't be on staff, he will uh, help lead that trip as well, which we're we're thankful for. That's going to work out just fine. Uh, Gathering a core group takes time. So they won't be beginning worship services for a number of months uh, after he. Uh, leaves our staff and and moves into this new calling. The hope is to begin services in Lexington again. The location is to be determined. Sometime uh, now, let me give you the year first, 2018. Sometime between Easter and fall of 2018. You may say, well, that seems like a long time. Uh, that's. Uh, that's that's not the way it works. It it does take time, and uh, uh, in our circles, the desire is to gather the core group before you actually begin uh, worshiping. So there'll be a lot of groundwork up until uh, that time, and and that's just a projection. It could be earlier than that, uh, and that's a that's a possibility. But that's what you need to think in terms of between Easter and fall of 2018. And that's what uh, Columbia Prez is, is projecting. Uh, St. Andrews will be giving financial support to the church plant through our faith mission giving. Now on a personal note, um, I'm going to miss uh, having Adam on staff here. I can't look down there. I'm, I'm going to miss Lori and the children being in these first couple of pews. And, uh, he's done a, he's done a, a great job for us, uh, and it's been, uh, a privilege to, <laughs> who knew, who knew, <laughs> it's been a privilege to, uh, have some years to pour into him. And, uh, so I just want you to understand that, um. I am uh, very optimistic. I'm enthusiastic on his behalf. Uh, Optimistic about the church plant. And I'm also optimistic about what God's going to do here. You see, it it might not have been our plan to send him off, but we are convinced that uh, it was God's plan. And so since it's God's plan, he's got another plan for us as well, and I believe it will be a plan of blessing. So this is our opportunity to uh, show and to have a large view of God's kingdom and to be a part of extending His kingdom over into East Lexington in a way that we simply couldn't. We, We aren't equipped to reach that particular area. And so I want to encourage all of you to commit to be praying for this new opportunity. Let's pray together. Lord, your promises is that we will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the Earth. And so we have come to believe that that means for us across the street, across the country, across the world, and in this case, across the dam. And so, Lord, uh, we would ask that you would uh, keep that, that large view of the kingdom before us at all times. Give us great joy in following you. And uh, we look to you for blessing in this, and we, we do so in Jesus' precious name. Amen.